curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're In Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're In Sales Podcast. The So You're In Sales Podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy. Let us show you how. Now, on with the show. Imagine yourself at a dinner party. Imagine also that one of your dream clients is there. An account that would define your business by virtue of the way their company and yours are so aligned that their doing business with you would not only improve your bottom line, but theirs as well. Once your palms stop sweating and your heartbeat return to something close to normal, Would you be able to communicate the reason why your two businesses were meant to be together in a way that would be memorable? Would what you do and how you do it be compelling enough to convince this dream client to give you a chance? What would you say? Standing out and communicating your value has never been more challenging, and these episodes often delve into the reasons why our guests would be worthy of consideration by one of those dream clients I'm referencing. My business is no different, and this episode takes a look behind the scenes of Social Good Promotions and the reasons we believe that dream clients should consider us, the ways we've structured our business to deliver on that message, and the vehicles we use to execute on our commitment to make your brand more memorable than your competitors. I invited Chris Wachowiak from Ronin Branding to be the interviewer for this discussion, and I'm grateful on this Thanksgiving Eve for his willingness to help me tell my story. I hope you find some value in what was covered, and if nothing else, perhaps the sound of my voice will be soothing as you drift off into that tryptophan-induced nap. Give it a listen. Your unique Liam Neeson set of skills are, uh, give, give you the opportunity to have the combination of the curiosity that most people probably have about what goes on behind the scenes of a So You're In Sales podcast, along with, I'm hoping the experience of having listened to a fair number of our episodes. So, and having been a guest before. So it's unique for me to allow you the opportunity to somewhat turn the tables on me. And at this stage of what's been going on in social good promotions, eight months in, as we are at this stage of time, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous about what you might ask me, honestly, because we didn't prep, but 
I'm, mm-hmm. w- I'm willing and comfortable and I trust you enough, Chris, to allow you the chance to just fire stuff at me and hope that I'm going to be able to string along some sentences that would be interesting to the listeners. So, so fire when ready, my friend. Well, first off, I'd like to start always off by saying thank you for letting me come in and hijack So You're in Sales with my line of podcasting questioning of curiosity through you assume. You know, you've been a mentor to me, even though we don't talk a ton, but you, I find you very inspirational, you know, creating content and sharing your story and doing it in a transparent and vulnerable way. So thank you for that. I'm always looking for that off the cuff, like that vulnerability of genuine answers and to trip over words sometimes or to make you think in a way that you otherwise wouldn't have if you were prompted in advance. Sure. Because especially in sales, you know that the sale is in the moment. You can prepare all you want and you can you know, get your presentation ready. You can think you know what the customer wants. But when you're in the moment and you're present, the, there's a Chinese proverb about expectations that if you have no expectations, you have nothing but surprises. And if you remove these expectations and you take the idea of what Jefferson said, the harder you work, the more you prepare, the more luck it finds you. You know, it's the idea of where opportunity, success is where preparation meets opportunity. So you are been doing the work, you've been doing the prep work, you know your customers, you know that you have an idea of their purposes. And the essence of a good salesperson then is to be present in the moment and do the best to remove expectations so they can hear what the customer is trying to communicate. And I think it's our job as in sales, and I think your path where you've gone to today is what I want to learn about is your process of observing and removing the expectations of what maybe a a previous employer might have put on you to now jumping out into your own. You found uh, a purpose in the social good promotions and the giving back idea. And there's power in the idea of the give to get model, which we've talked many times before. It's a give first economy. But the last eight months, it's been your hat and your company to wear now. What's been the preparation to get you here? The absence of those expectations from other folks that uh, traditionally may have been the people that I had to answer to has afforded me the chance to take a much longer view of what things are going to be. And I'm more interested really in trying to build relationships with people who identify with what I'm trying to do from a, yeah, there's a transaction to be had, but in reality, I'm more focused on the outcome of what happens as a result of that transaction, as opposed to just being focused on the transaction itself. Consequently, what that's really afforded me the opportunity is a a lot more patience when it comes to the expectation of what might happen with the person who might be considering doing business with us. There's a lot less pressure on the actual close, if you will, of the transaction. Because Mm -hmm. if that person is not really ready or if it appears that perhaps there's not a good fit there, I would much prefer to really not pull the trigger on the transaction for the sake of the relationship to to see if there's 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 a way for us to be able to find one another on a common ground that would allow us to have that longer and deeper relationship than just, hey, are you gonna buy whatever it is that I proposed to you from me at this moment in time or not? 
you know, the funny part of that is I do have people who are working with me in the business and I do have my wife who is a co-owner in the business. So it's not as if we don't have any revenue expectation whatsoever. And certainly, right. you know, the measurement of success oftentimes is still um, quantified in dollars and cents and profit dollars and those sorts of things. But from me in these eight months, I've really taken much more of a market research perspective as opposed to, a, you know, how many deals are in my pipeline you know, what is my close percentage? You know, what can I expect from a revenue perspective as a result of that combination? And much more of a, I'm seeking people who want to support our efforts on a more philosophical level. And I expect that those relationships will be deeper and more sticky and more long lasting as a result of removing that transactional pressure from the discussion. And you made a, a significant shift in your life because of a purpose, but what was the, yeah. the, the factors that said, pull the trigger time? No, I totally get what you're saying. So it really had much to do with all of the documentation that I was really in the middle of when it came to what we were doing with promo cares. And it was in the process of those interviews that I was able to compile with distributors and suppliers and nonprofits, you know, out there in the marketplace who were telling me sort of directly as a result of my interviews that their businesses became clearer, the customers that they were looking for became more clear to them, the people that they wanted to have work for their organization and people who were approaching them to work for their organizations became clearer. And in most instances, people have reported improved sales results by virtue of applying that specific filter to the efforts that they were uh, bringing to work every single day. And because all of that spoke so closely to my own desires that it really compelled me to want to make that change that you described, which, you know, I mean, starting a, new, a business from scratch is not an easy thing. You know, if you no. think about it, we really, we started with no clients whatsoever no, you know, oftentimes the, the impetus for somebody to start a business for their own is the existence of a number of clients that they believe that they could start their business with. We didn't have that. And even more, yeah. di even more difficult was we literally started the business with no email list at all. It literally was a clean sheet design, but I was so compelled by what I had heard. And it really, you know, if I look at my time on both sides of the transaction, when it comes to what we do for a living, I've been more effective being closer to the buyer. And um, by virtue of what it was that I learned, I, I figured this was a really great filter for me to be able to apply as I approach my work on a day in and day out basis. So, you know, a lot of times when you talk to our peers, and you ask them who their customers are, the most frequent and kind of glib answer is everybody. And mm, I would tell yeah. you, I would tell you with certainty that that is not the case for us. Everyone is not our customer. Everyone is not our prospect. We're very, very specific in the people that we're looking for. And because of that, it's really made a lot of my selling efforts more focused and more dedicated to reaching the, the people that we really hope are trying to find us as well. Okay, so you left and you created this because you knew just based on conversations and helping their people that the philosophies, the, the management, the execution 
they're not just theories. They are, until you put them in action, though, yourself, they're just good ideas. Mm -hmm. And is it fair to boil it down to you knew that you can make the change you want to see in the world? And that was the real kicker for why am I not doing it then if I know what to do? Well, I don't know if I know for sure exactly what to do, Chris, but what I do but, know is that there's there's plays to be made on this side of the field, you know, and there's a playbook that you can run your offense from that's built yeah. on purpose. And, you know, um, you need players on the field in order to run those plays. And in, in what we're talking about and what we do, that means there's got to be factories on the other side of the, the transaction that share this blo- this philosophy and belief. Yeah. And what I've come to understand is there is a critical mass of suppliers on that side of the transaction who are either already doing things like this, who would love to know that there's folks like us that can take that idea to market. Or in some instances, what we've seen this year, there's been other suppliers who have actually approached us about developing programs to help them become, you know, relevant in the space of bringing purpose to market. So it's fun for me to have a chance to align myself with an offense that, you know, I truly believe in and then to find players that um, are gravitating towards what we're trying to accomplish and then taking all of that to market has been really, really gratifying. So now how do you go out and identify your ideal customers, the customers you want to work with? Because you're right. It's not, you're not everybody's everything, but you've got to be everything to somebody. And who are your somebodies? You're very, I think you're a niche person. You know what you have to offer. So who's going to benefit most from your time and also not waste your time? It takes a fair amount of research to try to figure out if you can identify where a company is showing their giving heart. If you just apply that so as a giving, sing- giving heart, real quick, giving heart, it's, uh, that's the moniker you look for. Who's giving the heart? I mean, that's kind of what your, your whole mission has been about. So giving heart is a key indicator yep. that you look for. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Sure. Let me cut you off. No, no, it's cool. So yeah, for sure. So what we're trying to understand is, is who there, you identify your key markets and who is, your customer is. Is there a belief within that organization that what they do for a living is fueled by their passion to make the world a better place? And most businesses struggle to be able to communicate that at this stage of what's going on, Chris. So we have to mm-hmm. dig a little deeper and we try to ask very, um, very simple, basic questions around things like, do you care what happens with your marketing spend once it's been given to someone else? Mm-hmm. Are you interested in understanding what the dollar you spend with me is going to do for the world once you've given it to me? And okay. those are pretty easy filters to apply to people. And certainly when you ask that question, because it comes a little bit out of left field for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. We want to have structured ourselves in a way to be able to ask that questions in a multitude of different ways so that we can reach that person in a way that they can understand. And usually once that light bulb goes off, it doesn't take long for us to understand whether or not there is that essence within the organization or not. And if it's not there, unless that person expresses a desire for us to try to wake it up for them, which if they want that to be done, we have the ability to do that as well. But in most instances, what we're really applying is that first filter to understand, is that organization doing something that's focused in, in that particular realm? We're act- activating an experience and connecting an emotion to the experience. That's what yeah. we do. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're, so we're my, in the same vein. I mean, promotional yeah. products are a means to an end. It may not be in every instance a promotional product that we're introducing to a client. You know, there's a bunch of different ways to communicate what it is that you're trying to accomplish to the, your intended recipient. And certainly uh, promotional items have a tremendous amount of value in their ability to be able to convey that message if it's done correctly. But it's not the only thing that we should be trying to impart to people when we realize what it is that they're actually trying to communicate. If you're trying to attract and retain talent, if you are trying to grow your sales line, if, you're, if there's organizational objectives that you are trying to accomplish, there's ways for us to be able to craft a solution for you that would allow you to achieve that objective. And in many instances, there's a promotional products that's involved in what we're doing. And we always will gravitate towards impressing, impressing upon people why the inclusion of a promotional product is an effective means to accomplish that strategy. But it's, it's a, it can be a somewhat narrow lane to a certain degree. So you want to give that prospect the opportunity to consider you beyond just the product itself, which is really, Chris, if you think about what we're doing from Social Good Promotions perspective as it pertains to promotional products, what we're really saying is, it's not necessarily just the product anymore. It's what the product is capable of achieving. And so when we're focusing on the achievement that the product can accomplish, the product becomes a little bit more of a byproduct of the solution that we're trying to, to uh, implement with the customer. Social good. How do you go out and promote social good or find your clients? And what steps do you take? Do you go out and cold call? Do you ask referrals? Like what's your... What's your method? Yeah, we're, we're still just like every other business when it comes to how we need to identify the people that might do business with us. We, I've been writing about this lately. It doesn't really matter what your messaging is. It doesn't really matter um, how great your resume is and what qualifications you might have. If people don't know who you are, then yeah. there's no opportunity for them to be able to understand whether you're someone they should be doing business with. So if we can't do all the same work as every other sales organization to get the word out, then we won't succeed. It, it may be, um, you know, the, the greatest idea since sliced bread. It might be, you know, really impactful and help make the world a better place in a really meaningful way. But if you're not willing to wear out your shoe leather and do the work necessary to make sure that people know about it, then it's just not going to work. So are your clients right now, are you finding them or are they finding you? What's the ratio? Mostly me finding them. But I think that's a function of the fact that, you know, we're still less than a year in business. Mm -hmm. And what's really been gratifying for me have been those instances where someone will proactively reach out to us and say, you know, it's one thing to have one person tell me that you're someone I should be doing business with. It's something completely different when two and three and four people where everywhere I turn, I'm hearing your name over and over and over again. And I think we're starting to catch a little bit of traction when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how 2020 compares from what we've done so far in 2019. How long have you lived in your, your, your current community? Like the, you live in a suburb of Detroit. Right? Yeah, I've been out, I've been out right. where I'm at in my area about 20 years now. Back to the idea of you started turning your, so you're in sales in your community and it's, it's content is a, a sales tool. Mm -hmm. It is our way of putting out there that we're credible. We know what we're doing. At the same time, allows us to pick up 
new customers. I've literally picked a new customer up by interviewing somebody and realizing that as we're interviewing them, you're missing a whole bunch of stuff. I can help you. I'm not trying to turn, I might had no intention of going into the sales pitch, but I know I have a certain set of skills that can help you. Yep. And I think you know that too, that unless you're active in your community, unless you're active in your beliefs, and when I say active, you're out there physically doing it and giving time and giving service that give to get market. We talk about give first. I, that's a great way of building your clientele. Now, I heard something a while ago, and I think this will take heart to you. It was a John C. Maxwell quote. Imagine that you have a million dollars in the bank. A million dollars sounds great, doesn't it? Like, it sounds like you can do something with it. Sure. Now imagine I would tell you that at 12.01 a.m., that million dollars is gone. How would you spend that day? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd be spending, giving it all away. Absolutely. It's giving it all away and make, making the most out of it, though. You'd yeah. be out there making the most out of it. Absolutely. Your 24 hours in a day is your million dollars in the bank. What are you doing with it today to make the most out of it? Yeah, for sure. How are you going out there making your social good today? Because that's the mentality you really have to wake up with is today is a, a new, fresh day. The clock's ticking. How am I going to manage my priorities and make the most of it and do the most social good? So there's, and, you, you brought up a couple really great points. So yeah. would you ever follow someone who failed 98 out of 100 times all the time? That doesn't sound like a track record for success. And, and frequently, I think, you know, Chris, what you're saying is in the application of the traditional business model, what we're saying is you have to expend a tremendous amount of energy and effort in order to achieve your objective. And I don't know about you, but the average person I know does not want to invest in that much failure in order to realize the success that they're trying to accomplish. Secondarily, every person that you encounter works for an organization of their own, of someone else's that has competitors, that is crowded, that is noisy and challenging. It's not just us, it's everyone. And so if you begin the discussion with an understanding of and use empathy to impress upon people that you recognize that they have the exact same challenges that we have, it sort of removes this element of pressure like I was talking about in the beginning of this, this discussion around, I need you to do something for me today. That's not the case. What we're saying is we recognize the challenge that you have. And if you are looking for other people to seek wisdom and counsel and knowledge and mentorship and help in accomplishing what it is that you're trying to do, which is just as challenging as what we're trying to accomplish, really then it moves that person to your side of the transaction. And now you're working on a shared objective. And when you can find someone who accepts you in that role, it really changes the nature of what it is that the both of you are doing. And that takes a different skill set. It takes a different kind of emotional intelligence to recognize that the minute you turn it into, are you going to buy this from me today? You're adding an additional level of pressure to the transaction that may get you the deal, but might lose you the relationship. And I would much prefer to have a very robust set of really strong relationships than just a set of transactions. You know, if your social good promotions and your clients are looking to do good, it's a, it's a direct, subtle move of intention to create the community I want to see in the world. Because I think the thing you do very well is you care and you want to share social good. And you do that by example. We go back to the idea of community. 
because you are a branding consultant ninja in the heart aspect, you know, that you are walking, not just empathy to discount. And I'm not trying for the buzzword out there, but you live it, breathe it. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because the third economic engine of social good promotions is events. Yeah. And for my, for me, I believe that it's very important for both my own company, as well as people who might be doing business with us. There should be a cycle of contact that you're, that you're using to help grow your business. And if an event is not a part of that cycle, then you're missing out. You need to have an opportunity to turn whatever depth of relationship you've had into something more meaningful. And I still can't identify a better way to do that than a live in-person memorable instance of something, whatever that something may be. And that's usually not a reflection of, of what I would want to have it be. It's really more of a, fl- a reflection of whomever it is that we're trying to wake this up with, you know, what physical manifestation should that look like? Should it be a live music event? Should it be a charitable event? Should it be something that you're going to get people from behind their regular routine and, and put them in a position to be able to do something that would be truly memorable? So 2020, we'll see us doing a fair amount of that work in order to bring what you're talking about to life. I fully, and a lot of it has to do with my own personal, personal experience in that most of the things that I've done in my life that are the, my greatest and most fond memories have been where I've been exactly in what I just described, a broken routine, something that is um, live music or or something that speaks to me in a way that I'm never going to forget. And I'm yeah. so grateful to people like Danny Rosen, who puts on band together in North Carolina once a year and shows me the blueprint yeah. of what that can look like. And, you know, it's by virtue of the six years that I've spent traveling down there and witnessing that event where a million dollars is being handed out in one night to yeah. make me realize that if you don't have that in the mix, I'm not saying you can't still be successful, but there's a much greater opportunity for you to build that depth of relationship we're talking about if you give someone the opportunity to have that memory in a way that they might not otherwise get. We've already said earlier, our business is connecting emotions and tied to experiences. So what better for us to prove that and connect somebody than help somebody create an experience to share, not just with them, but the ones they are, you know, could be their customers, could be their employees, it could be their community that experience that connects their brand to a purpose and to a meaning that people can physically stand there and be a part of it and enjoy. That's powerful. And just what happens, we can sell you the t-shirts that you give away or sell to your customers. We have the banners that theme it all together. So when a person walks through and knows they're entering a, a space to be entertained, you know, we see the big vision and, we're able to connect that purpose, not just social good. It's social good in practice, not just from our brand standpoint, but helping you live your brand and your social good. And when we can talk about the sourcing of that, and I know you've worked so hard on building a supplier base of who are the buyers giving back to social good and let's support those. You're, you're ahead of the curve and I'm sure you saw the writing on the wall where you talk about the trade tariffs in China and the sourcing issues we all have. And I think you were way ahead of the curve with this when you said, I'm going to start creating ones 
they're not just manufactured in the USA, uh, not just, you know, union made. Who are the ones that are giving to get? Who are the ones that are thinking like me and I want to support my community? So you're supporting it now in that fold, which is un- it was unprecedented and you set the, the pace for that. So, you know, I found that awesome as well. The thing that connects and builds that relationship is the experiences that we can connect and relate with. And, and in essence, it's the heart. You are eight months into this and you have been on the other side where you know what kind of things, how things look clean and professional. Your website looks awesome. And I think as you move forward, you kind of have these aha moments of this is who I am. We're socially good promotions. We hit the heart. We connect emotions and experiences. Does your brand connect emotions and experiences? Right. Stop not wasting time and money, but investing in memories, investing in moments. How do you share emotions and experiences? That's what social good does. We not only hit the heart, we had the vendors that give heart. We communicate with those who have heart and we love our community. That's what social good does. That's what you do. Essentially you are um, a maven in this world of care and compassion before it was trendy to be it. And not, I'm not trying to downplay the industry, but you know, that's part of the things I respect about you is that you put your, you put it out there from your podcast, your content, you share what you care about and what you care to know about It's the inspiration for, you know, why I do my show with the, the candid conversations like we're having right now is because I, I care in a different way and I want to connect in a different way. That's my way. It's different from Roger's way. Yeah. But Roger's way is like learning from Obi-Wan. The thing that you do better than anybody else is the social good is done from start to finish from the way you source to the way you approach and the way you affect. And it's not about wasting money. It's about investing your time and investing your efforts. No one ever goes to you and says, I need to buy a stock. Or, right. you know, a financial advisor. No one says go financial. I need to buy a stock. No, you have a purpose. I want to retire. I want my kids to go to college. You have an emotional experience tied to it. Yep. So why wouldn't you invest your money the same way? Right. What experiences are you looking to create with it? And people don't ask that anymore. Well, and that's but, really why we focus on the be the brand they remember. Everyone out there is faced with the same challenge that we are. It's very hard to stand out. And mm-hmm. most of the time you're not the low cost provider. Most of the people oh, that we're doing business am. with, most of the people we do business with yeah. would never say like, I want to be the cheapest. It doesn't, it's not a, it's not a successful long-term strategy for most organizations. So if you're not able to stand out and you're not memorable and you're not the low cost provider, you're really in a bit of a quandary. So when we talk about be the brand they remember, we're saying that there's a bunch of different ways that you can achieve that outcome. And certainly purpose is one of them. But you don't have to necessarily be the brand seeking purpose to do business with social good promotions. What we're saying is we're, we're well-versed in a methodology that says the end result will be that you'll be a more memorable brand if that's what you're seeking to do. And if that's what you're looking to do, if you're looking to stand out in that way, if you're looking to present yourself in a way that will afford you the opportunity to not be the low-cost provider to win – then there's a myriad different ways to be able to do that. We focus ours on purpose. And certainly we're looking for as many other organizations who align with that as the way that they want to do it. And certainly I have a lot of expertise in doing that, but that's not the only way to to get at it. So if you want to get at it in a different way, 
you can apply the methodology in the same uh, set of circumstances and you might come up with a different objective than using purpose. I'm trying to keep people to do. focused on that part yeah. of it. And then if it just so happens to be purpose as well, then my expectation is I'm going to be a place that you're going to come to and probably never want to leave again because we're so in alignment with what we're trying to achieve. But the, th- the biggest thing you have in there too is it requires action. You've got to get at it. It's not going to just happen. Yeah. You want the, you want the rewards, you want the results. Go get at it. Right. Get at it. And For sure. If Roger Burnett were to come pitch me, I want to know how we're going to get at it. You know, we're, so you're in sales is a moniker because you're in sales. You're at it. You're in the action. We know the ideas. We have the backgrounds. But you're in action. Your ideas into action. Yep. What is that feel like this idea of putting ideas in action? What does that, how does it resonate in you? Like, what, how does it feel? Like, this is your moniker. We really thought that it would be you, you have a need and you have, you know, a, something that you're trying to solve. We're typically going to use some kind of product to help you solve that solution. And what we were hoping was we would come and tell you about the organizations that we sourced those products from to help solve this problem and that it would be, Hey, uh, these Patriot tumblers support homes for our troops. And so because of your desire to align with veterans issues, that the fact that we're going to sell you a tumbler that then a portion of the proceeds go to help modify homes for veterans who were disabled in combat would be the reason why someone would want to make that buying decision. And I'm not going to tell you that that doesn't happen. But what what we found in many instances is that most of the time, the buyer is so happy to know that our primary focus is on strengthening our community and being involved with the nonprofits and donating a portion of our proceeds to pro bono marketing services for those nonprofits in our area. In some instances, the answer is like, oh, Roger, whatever it is that you think we should buy, let's just do that because we want you to be successful in what you're trying to do. You know, those nonprofits in our community who have gravitated to what we're doing because they see our ability to help get the word out about what they're doing into the marketplace in a way that is better than what they can do on their own. And that's a direct result of the fuel that we're given by the proceeds that we're able to dedicate to that effort because of the sale of the product. So you get kind of caught up in your own construction and thinking that like, Oh, this is going to be such a product based thing. And I would say, you know, 75% of the time, that's just not the case. You're not there to sell somebody, but you are there to help activate them and put their ideas into action. That's what you're out to do. I mean, it's not about closing people. It's about hearing people and then making them aware it's up to you now. Do you want to take action on this idea? Do you want to take action on this connection? Or do you want to keep doing what you're doing and right. hope a different result happens? Right, exactly. And then if you're, not commu- if you're not communicating it, if you're not telling not just your staff, your customers, who it is you are, then how do they know who they're going to buy from? Agreed. Why should they care about you? Agreed. And more so than ever, it seems that consumers in the marketplace really, really have an appetite for understanding that part of the story. And if you can't communicate that or communicate it well, again, I'm not saying you can't be successful, but what I'm watching happen is 
as the people on the consumer end of things are getting younger and younger and younger, all of the statistics and everything that I'm seeing in practice has a lot to do with their ability to understand that part, part of what's going on. For our own business, it's important, but for our prospects businesses, that's where we really try to focus the discussion is to have them try to realize that their growth potential as an organization oftentimes is couched in their ability to tell that part of the story. And most of the time, people are just warming up to the idea of the fact that that's something they need to be thinking about. When you're in that moment, a lot of times people want to make that journey, but it seems scary and difficult and confusing to them because they feel like, oh my God, I've got to go create this entire thing. I've got to make this work. I've got to be able to communicate it. And that's why we feel like we're, we're well positioned because I can give you things that we've already designed that if it speaks to you, instead of you having to try to go off in a room and figure this out by yourself or bringing your organization together for this really heavy exercise to try to come up with what that's supposed to look like, we're giving you the baby steps to get you started in a way that, Chris, what I can't wait for is the day when my clients start calling me and saying, hey, we have this thing we want to do and we've already kind of baked it really well and we're just wanting you to come in and, and help us execute on it. Most of the time now, I'm coming up with the ideas, I'm designing the campaign, I'm delivering yeah. it to them and then just hoping that that meets with what they're hoping to start to get going on so that eventually we'll get to a place where they'll get comfortable with the execution to the point where it starts to become their own idea. And when that happens, that's when we're going to hit critical mass and we're nowhere near there yet. But when it does happen, it is so exciting. And, it, and it's very much like going to one of those concerts that you and I are talking about mm -hmm. where you're just like, oh my God, I got goosebumps because not only did it work, but it spurred them into action in a way that was independent of anything that I even had to do. There's a, there's power in the experiences. There's not just what we sell, but you think of the typical corporate jobs and the salespeople jobs out there and the marketing jobs. When a corporation is doing great, they go out and have these conferences. They usually bring some musical act in and they sure. usually have a celebration. There's celebration and rewards there. But I think what people forget to do is celebrate in the culture along the way. It's what got you there will not keep you there. And what yesterday's success was is today's starting platform. If you have this idea of you have arrived, then it means your journey's over. <laughs> and you know what? I think that is where we're going to just leave it right there, man, because that is exactly what we're talking about. So thank you for giving me, for giving me the chance to sort of talk to folks about where we are in this evolution of what's going on. And I can't wait to hear what the finished product sounds like, man, but uh, I really appreciate it. I'm telling you, I'm not just blowing wind up your skirt when I tell you that you are an inspiration. You social good idea, the promotion from the heart and the heart you bring to not just our community, but I'm going to guarantee to your customers is genuine because you want to connect with the art from the heart from the start the middle and what their customers will and their employees and anybody that relates to their brand will feel. It's not just social good, but social good promotions for your promotions. I mean, you're, I look forward to seeing what other things you're going to do. I look forward to it. I know it's going to be great.